Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Garage po- Logic Podcast number 123, March 25th, 2019. 76 degrees on this day in 1939 and eight below in 1965, the year of the big floods. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. My soliloquy will be as follows. And I'm echoing the sentiments of longtime listeners like Sanibel, Jim, and others. The Mueller report found no collusion, but this country's now incapable of moving forward. Isn't that hilarious? It's not hilarious. It's sad, but it's so typical. We're being poorly served by these adult children. Yeah. He's a, Trump is a disagreeable, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever you want. But there's no collusion with Russia. Russia undoubtedly ha- has, a, has had a great deal of fun screwing around with us, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but Trump had nothing to do with it. This took two years and $30 million to determine, and we're not going to move on. We're not going to move on. The Democrats will try a new stunt. You know which country uh, is really benefiting from this? Russia. They're eating this up. Mm -hmm. They're eating this up. We're over here uh, lambasting Mueller now and lambasting Trump. There is no collusion. I'm sorry. But they didn't get the results they wanted, so now it's going to continue. But you're right. Russia wins in this one, and this is the desire to fed. This is what they wanted to happen, and now they're sitting back, smoking cigars, and getting loaded on cheap vodka. You're Mm -hmm. right. Barr vows to release as much of report as consistent with law. House Judiciary asked DOJ to preserve documents related to probe. Other investigations continue beyond Mueller. Uh, I can just keep reading you these incredible heads. Russian lawmakers react to Mueller news. See what you're doing uh, by by keeping this alive. What you're doing is you're giving Russia's Russia's lawmakers cachet. You're giving them you're giving them a piece of our action. Mm-hmm. You're, you're including them in our American dynamic. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to do with the American dynamic. They're a bunch of ferret faced little <laughs> hackers. <laughs> And they don't stop, and they will not stop. William Barr's letter to Congress and report highlights. Uh, Mueller did not determine whether or not Trump obstructed justice. Barr determines obstruction evidence not sufficient to establish Trump committed crime. No future indictments or sealed indictments. Trump attorney Jay Sekulo slams Congress' ongoing Russia probe as a waste of money. Kellyanne Conway blasts media coverage of Russia probe. John Podesta, I accept conclusion of Mueller report. Okay. I do, too, by the way. I do, too. Does this remind you of a principal that uh, blamed you for putting a pack of cold hot dogs on his desk? You didn't do it, but, boy, it sure reeks of you, Joe Mm -hmm. Souchere. And (laughs) even though you've been exonerated, uh, you're not fully not guilty. Amy Klobuchar demands entire Mueller report. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're going to find something. Trump quotes Fox News and calls it a good day for America. Russian lawmakers react. Democrats fight for public release of Mueller report. As Russia investigation ends, the special counsel's office did not come to a conclusion on whether Mr. Trump obstructed justice, instead leaving it to the attorney general to determine whether Mr. Trump's actions constituted a crime. 
While this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him, Mueller's report read. Yeah, Principal Mueller. That's uh, murdering to dissect, as Shakespeare would say. Yeah. Tune in tonight, the Mueller report, a turning point. Sanders calls Russia investigation a two-year absurdity. That's Sarah Sanders, uh, not Bernie. Uh, Russian lawmaker cheers Mueller's reports, finding no conspiracy. See, the Russians are happy because they get to stay alive in this whole BS. It's just amazing. Uh, in meantime, you know, the deficit's increasing. The, the, the debt's increasing. We're, uh, we're in serious, serious trouble here. Uh, just trying to right the ship and govern the ship, and it's not getting done. Yep, nobody cares about what's important. And and so if you think, I don't care who you think you're represented by, if you think you're getting represented right now, you're not. You're just not. No, I don't care if it's by a served. Republican or a Democrat. You're not getting served. Yep. And this gives the likes of Alexandria Occasional Cortex and Ilhan Omar their opening to keep going in, keep going in, lighting firecrackers. Mm-hmm. Who's to check them? Who's to bit? They don't care. Right. We're not we're being poorly poorly served. I forget if this was a conversation that was on the air or off, but uh I don't have a party right now. Oh, Do you no, guys this, feel the same way? No, that's been my um no, that's been years. I'm so me. embarrassed. Oh, I've always wanted to be level. the old country club Republican with the blue blazer and the striped tie. Uh that doesn't that doesn't exist. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't no. exist. And I want to be the young conservative, not the young Republican, but the, you know, with an eye to the future. And that doesn't exist either. Have some vision. Exactly. In the meantime, no work is getting done in this country. Nothing meaningful. Nope. Nothing meaningful. They'll keep coming up with new stunts. They really hate the guy. And he's hateable. I give you that. You think he handled this uh, properly yesterday? No, he handled it typical of, of the way he handles everything. He's a blowhard. See, I'm innocent. I'm great. I'm perfect. Blah blah blah. Yeah, you were. You you came out of this all right, Trumpy. Uh, it would have been fun to see him handle this with class. Well, he's not. He's never going to handle anything with class. Right. He's not a classy guy. Right. But he also didn't collude with the Russians to get himself elected. Right. So shut up, everybody. Well, there's another thing you got to remember. Who was the guy who wrote the first tell-all book? Uh, he got access to the White House, and he wrote it within six months of the Trump election. Oh. Uh, come on. Nope. Look, I, he's not here to run the big on. screen. Hold on. I'm going to pull uh, it right now. I got nothing. You know, he made his quick mill and then disappeared. But do you recall what, was, what he unearthed, what he ferreted out? Trump was the last guy in the world who thought he'd be president. Oh, Does it make sense that he would have been working with the Russians? (laughs) Much like uh, our own Governor Ventura. You can make the argument that he didn't want to be president. Is this the one that was called Team of Vipers? No. Is that not it? No. Shoot. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Either can I. It just occurred to me now or I would have looked it up. Cliff Sims? No. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one I found too, Kenny. Guy was kind of a two-bit reporter who, uh, for some reason, was allowed to hang out and Record everyone's conversations, and and, the, and it was on. Uh, I, I listened to it uh, on audio, on, a, on an audio book. Okay. And the, the only thing that I remember from it, it, a lot of it was just boilerplate BS. But the one thing I remember, and and it was not refuted, was that this victory by the Trump team came to them as an astonishing development. And and once they saw they were going to win, then they pretended, oh, yeah, we were, we knew we were going to win all, all along. along. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't make sense uh, for a guy that casually engaged in it because he was he was out, you know, promoting Donald Trump. So for a guy that casually engaged in it, uh, nothing really uh, it, it doesn't strike me that he would have been urgently trying to collude with a foreign enemy. Well, and wasn't that the. The, the thoughts that you had leading up when we were going through the election way back when? I understand completely why he got elected. Michael Wolf. That's it. Fire and Fury. That's inside it. The That's Trump right. White, White yeah. House. Yeah. Michael Wolf. Fire and Fury. January of 2018. Yeah. But your thoughts, Joe, way back when, wasn't it, I don't really think he wants to be president. No, I, I thought I think I think he's grown into it. I think he I think no, he likes it. Running, running way when he decided yeah. to run. Yeah. Because didn't we all come to the conclusion that he's just doing this for a laugh, so to speak? It sure seemed that way, but and but like Forrest Gump, he's got a lot of stuff right. <laughs> Good judges, uh, 
good economy, good jobs reports. Uh, And he's headed towards re-election because the Democrats are getting crazier and crazier with their hatred. Well, they didn't learn the lesson the first time around. They're the ones that got him elected, and they're going to get him elected again. Yeah. Now, what about those, because all over, and I know you're not a social media guy, but all over, that's the growing sentiment, release the full report, release the full report. Are they just doing, are they saying that just because they expect to find something else? Right. Right. You're not guilty for now. Yeah, but. When, are you against the full release, I guess no, is what of course I'm not. I uh, And you, Mueller said there's no collusion. So go ahead and read all thousand pages or whatever it is. What do you, knock what yourself do you hope out. to find? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I probably won't read a thousand pages of a Mueller. Yeah. I don't know how long it is. I'm but, not going to either. But uh, it interrupted an otherwise pleasant uh, NCAA basketball tournament <laughs> weekend, didn't it? Yes, it did. And my University of Central Florida came close. Boy, that was a fun game to watch yesterday. Yeah. That's exactly, by the way, what, what CBS wants. Because they don't want Duke to lose. They just want them to be pushed. They to want the them break. to almost lose. Yes, because it makes for compelling television. Say one size rarely fits anyone. Uh, that's why you have to be careful when you're shopping for insurance, and that's why you need to talk to Federated Mutual Insurance Company because they tailor the insurance program you need. They offer property and casualty, life, and disability income insurance. Their marketing representatives love the company. It's in Owatonna, Minnesota. They love the company, and they love your business. They get to know you, and they get to know how your operation works, and that allows them to customize the coverage you need. Driving, for example, they, they'll talk to you about auto liability. Uh, cyber attack in this day and age, yeah, you might need data compromise coverage. Your business is unique. You need an insurance carrier who treats it that way. Get in touch with a Federated Insurance Marketing representative to see how their second-to-none service can help your business thrive. Because at Federated, it's their business to protect yours. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. I'm trying to think of the dynamics involved in the great flooding of 1965. You guys are too young to remember it. It's the year I was born. Hell of a flood. Hell of a flood. But you'll note that every cold weather record for about the past five days has been 1965. Right. So what must have happened is that suddenly they must have awakened to a 70-degree day and all all the feathers Mm -hmm. hit the fan. Yep. Anna from Matamita, I said, my dad worked for the Postal Service all his life. During the flood of 65, they could not park at the depot as it was under he had to ride he had a ride to work but there were some days that we had to go pick him up to my amazement they rode boats around from the loading docks and back and dropped the workers out front on kellogg cool wow <laughs> you see what happened up in uh, sock center and wait park over yeah, the weekend the restaurant yeah anton's got flooded you could tell we're not in wisconsin because uh, one of the lines in the story in today's star tribune Diners rushed out, leaving drinks still sitting on the bar. That wouldn't happen. Not in Wisconsin. Not not only would they finish their drink. I'm surprised it happened here. They'd order two to go. Can I get one to go? What what restaurant, Kenny? I missed it. Anton's, and it's on the the Sauk River, which I cross over a million times. I think it crosses 94 like four times on the way up to uh, Douglas County. And every crossing, it's flooded over. So kind of like when Joe goes to the Wild Game. He crosses the river cross uh, four river times. times. Right, but I keep going straight. <laughs> I'm not. Mike writes that Fox 9 is reporting the average first 70-degree day around these parts is April 3rd. How close is this to the history of GL openers? So it's not too soon. I got the opener sheet out. All right. Uh, last year, we didn't open until May 4th. Yeah, that's May right. 4th. Yep. The earliest opener in Garage Logic that I can find was... Four seventeen twice. Huh. No, I'm sorry. Four sixteen in two thousand four. Four sixteen. No, I'm sorry. That's not the earliest. No, I was gonna say we had no, one in March. No, I'm sorry. March sixteenth. Yeah. Wow. Two thousand twelve. That was our earliest opener. March sixteenth, two thousand twelve. I don't know how seventy on a, on uh, April third uh, uh, fits into this. Do you know when the opener was in twenty fourteen? June. May 23rd. I mocked you guys last week on social because I had my garage door open, heater off. It was just awesome. Threw up a picture. 
making fun of the uh, your little rules. <laughs> Well, you can, you know, the, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, your own, your own garage door, uh, Kenny, it can go up whenever you want oh, it to. Oh, doesn't have any, it's the town celebration that occurs on the first Friday. Now I'm hearing it could this, be this week. Well, I'm hearing Wednesday 70, yeah. but that's not a Friday. It's not a Friday. But by oh, the way, Joe, I no, met with the. Uh, no, don't start that. Yeah. That gets okay. me in a lot of trouble. All right, yeah. all right. Or the well, year that you were gone. Remember yeah. that year? Yeah. And Rook and I were looking at each other going, what the hell are we going to well, do? And then, 05, 06, and 07. I was gone. You guys During usually celebrate, three, yeah. you celebrate the opener with an appearance somewhere. We're not going to be able to do that. No. Actually, Kenny. Uh, I met with the Crack Promotions staff last Friday. Yeah, we uh, may have something coming in the works. We're going to try to do the long range forecast to see when we think that will happen. I wonder when. I wonder when I was going to be told about that. Yeah, we were going to think about today, maybe. Really? And yeah. it's on. A, it's it has to be on a Friday. Right, has Joe? to be it has on a Friday. Be, that's the rule. All right. But you got to be really darn sure that you're going to crack a 70 on that Friday. Oh, yeah. We know the rules. Otherwise, it's a wasted road trip. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. For me, it's the, right. that's the middle of my weekend. That's I don't right. I come back here. <laughs> that's right. But there's the official document. Pretty well tended, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. That was fun last year at Charlie's. That was May 4th. And remember, Minnetonka opened the next day, May 5th, just as it did in 1857. That's right. Oh, my favorite document. Speaking of that, speaking of that. Uh, I think Chief Offsite Correspondent uh, Kelsey alerted me to this piece in the Business Financial Post. Polar bears keep thriving even as global warming alarmists keep pretending they're dying. They're, they're doing, they're, they're flourishing. Do what? Now? They're flourishing. Is that the actual headline? Yeah. One uh, powerful polar bear fact is slowly rising above the message of looming catastrophe repeated endlessly by the media. More than 15,000 polar bears have not disappeared since 05. Although the extent of the summer sea ice after 2006 dropped abruptly to levels not expected until 2050, the predicted 67% decline in polar bear numbers simply did not happen. Rather, global polar bear numbers have been stable or slightly approved. The polar bear's resilience should have meant the end of its use as a cherished icon, that's foghornable, of global warming doom, but it didn't. The alarmism is not going away without a struggle. The polar bears are just fine. In fact, there are people who live in polar bear country that having to beat them off with a club. <laughs> They're coming into their living rooms and watching TV and taking their stuff and driving their cars and <laughs> getting, stealing their snowmobiles. Stealing their food. Getting yeah. into the picnic basket. Oh, yeah. Well, in the summer months up there, how warm can they tolerate? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm not worried, though. They're flourishing. They're, they're very adaptable beasts. As most creatures are on Earth, uh, including humans. Including. You mean we can take a lot. Including the human. The human. The what, human. Uh, Google, what is polar bear climate? Uh, their dependence on sea ice makes them highly vulnerable to changing climate. Polar bears rely heavily on sea ice environment for traveling, hunting, mating, resting, and in some areas, maternal dens. Yep. Hmm. Speaking of uh, sea ice, did you guys see the the, the video? I think Ju- our, our gal Julie retweeted this, Kenny. There's a big sheet of ice coming down the river in Henderson where they had to close 19, yeah. and it wiped out like seven giant trees. Yeah, that guy uh, is a uh, he's a GL. Oh, is he really? Yeah, and he sent me a message on on Twitter, and uh, I retweeted. Oh, that so video. is that how I saw it? Was from your Twitter? Probably. Feed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Between here and where you go up north, are you seeing evidence of flooding? Oh yeah, especially the Sauk River. Yeah, yeah, in all the fields, all the lowlands, all the all the county ditches, etc. Yeah. But I just can't imagine you could have had a more ideal melting period than you've had the last ten days. But we just had that much snow. We still have a ton. Well, I, I, of I understand, snow. but we've had a little warming in the day, cool nights, mm-hmm. and it's kept it's kept catastrophe at bay. Yeah, but it's. It's probably coming to some degree. It's interesting. As you drive the freeway, you see some ponds still froze over, and some are water right down, you know, the, the all the ice is gone. It's in, it's interesting how it's playing out. Speaking of that. But when we you, still have a ton of snow And when there. you go south, I was down in Iowa last week. The border, yeah. it's, it's the water's right up to the roads in well, some cases. Well. Speaking of that, this is from uh, Bill Lostness. Joe, 20 minutes into the Friday, March 22nd podcast, you were reading a story about the Republican River in Nebraska in 1935 flooding bluff to bluff. 
For Mysterians who wish to ascribe the current situation to human-induced catastrophe, what do you think created the bluffs on the river in the first place? (laughs) Exactly. The answer, of course, is many other floods that long predate the year of our Lord, 1935, and our carbon-spewing vehicles. By the way, uh, Google or Google Maps search will find several Republican rivers in this country, but not a single Democrat or Democratic (laughs) river. Interesting. Mm. That's an interesting aside, Mm. isn't it? Coincidence. Bill, with just another observation. Well, a lot of the... What do you think created the Mississippi River bluff when you go right through the heart of Minneapolis and Mm -hmm. St. Paul? Right. That's all erosion. And uh, part of the problem, what I've been given to understand over the years, is us... humans trying to control rivers with dams, etc., is it leads to more flooding. Mm-hmm. Because we used to have lowlands and backwater bays and everything else, and now everything's contained right in that channel, and that leads to more flooding. That's what I've been told. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found more about polar bear oh, climate. Oh, Kenny, this, this, I kept this note because the uh, emailer, uh, Shane, uh, thought you'd be interested Longtime listener, and I've listened to every podcast since the change. While I enjoyed and agreed with most of the Mark Robinson rant from the Thursday, March 21 show, I have to point out that he is wrong about AR-15s. Most AR-15s are absolutely military-grade weapons. I have been in the Army Reserve for over 20 years and have deployed to multiple locations in the Middle East. I would gladly bring uh, my personal AR over the junk M16s that I am typically issued. Mm. I'm sure Krabby Kenny can attest to the quality of most AR-15s. Most ARs are nothing but a quality knockoff M4 or M16 right. and are designed for fire uh, to fire the same size rounds, 5.56 for military, .223 for civilian, although they can right. be built to fire any caliber of round. But as for the rest of his speech, he was spot on. The vast majority of the public are law-abiding citizens who should not be punished for the actions of the few Shane in Brainerd. I love a sh- uh, hunting coyote with mine. Mm-hmm. It's so fun to hit one at 300 yards. I put a really expensive, really nice scope on that thing, and it's just, it's so fun. Even target practicing. Okay, so what happens is the coyote bounces, just flies up in the air, right? Well, if you hit them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you're all shaky and hopped up on the caffeine bean like me, yeah. you hit the dirt right next to him. <laughs> Here's oh, Kenny oh, with new from the crappy coffee shop. <laughs> but I was talking to the Reverend Tim last weekend, or last week about this, because he's going to the range with his. But it's so fun target practicing out at three, 400 yards. It really separates who's a good shooter well, and who's not. Well, tough to do when you get to closest to the country's tallest buildings. Yeah, it's tough to find a range that yeah, long yeah. around this area. 400 yards? Isn't that amazing? Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. It's so fun, though. Thought you were going to do news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Uh, I thought that was news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. That was it. Isn't that good enough? Shooting? (laughs) Just shooting? Coyote. Hey, I saw bikes out all weekend. I saw motorcycles out all weekend. Obviously, they've been in touch with DennisKirk.com with more than 160,000 products in stock for you and your bike. They have it. Free shipping on orders over $89. DennisKirk.com is the best place to get your stuff. A beautiful lawn is just a click away at ProfessionalTurf.com. Log on, fire up that phone, schedule a free in-person, no-obligation lawn care estimate right now at ProfessionalTurf.com. You do that, a seasoned lawn care vet's going to come to your house, analyze your situation, then come up with a three- to five-step fertilizer and weed control program that's not only environmentally safe, but also absolutely guaranteed for superior results. You will have the best lawn on the block. Do it now, ProfessionalTurf. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne. Stay tuned for more. Oh, no. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe. No, one more time. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe. Come on, Ozzy. I got this from a friend of mine in California, I, I, uh, and I like it. I, I'm sure it's an old saw that's been going around the interwebs for years. I had not previously seen it, but, but it has that ring of something that that circulates, and I could find really no fault with it, so I'm going to read it. It's called Conundrum. A gun is like a parachute. 
if you need one and don't have one, you'll probably never need one again. The definition of the word conundrum is something that is puzzling or confusing. That's a conundrum, right? This applies to us rural folks, too. When we don't have our 410 or 22 revolver in the truck and you encounter a skunk, yep. you put that 22 revolver in the truck the next day, yep. you'll never see a skunk again. Guarantees <laughs> you're not going to see hey, <laughs> ooh, ooh, Reavers just got the evil eye. It was only the second one. You know, guys can give the look, too. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave it with a plum. <laughs> well, here are some conundrums about America. America is capitalist and greedy, yet half the population is subsidized. Half of the population is subsidized, yet they think they're your victims. They think they are victims, yet their representatives run the government. Their representatives run the government, yet the poor keep getting poorer. The poor keep getting poorer, yet they have things that people in other countries only dream about. They have things that people in other countries only dream about, yet they want America to be more like those other countries. Hmm. Think about it. That pretty much sums up the USA in the 21st century. By the way... Seems we constantly hear about how Social Security is going to run out of money, but we never hear about welfare or food stamps running out of money. What's interesting is the first group worked for their money, but the second didn't. (laughs) That is fascinating. Why are we cutting benefits for our veterans? No pay raises for our military and cutting back our army, but we have not stopped the payments on benefits to illegal aliens. Those are some conundrums, people. I don't, know what, can, I don't know what gun you. like a parachute has to do with it, but those are those are conundrums. Well, I get that reference. If you don't have one and you need one, you'll only need it once. Wait, huh? Tell me that again. <laughs> you remember how dumb I used to be? Yep. Well, I'm better now. I don't think you are. I don't think you're better. But that firearm reference, was that was in reference to violent crime, right? It wasn't yeah. a redneck skunk in right. a ditch right. uh, reference like me. Do you want uh, – uh, Tim has a wonderful note that's apropos of nothing we happen to be talking about, but uh, he, he has the beginning of the end. He's discovered the beginning of the end of the mystery. Hmm. Almost 60 years ago, the welfare worker would come to our house and check under the beds and check the whole house to make sure there was no evidence of a man living there. Yes, because my mother had to have the help of welfare because my father left her to raise four boys on her own. Mm. Uh, Yes, believe it or not, there would be no money if there was evidence of a man. The Mm. government successfully took men out of the family. That, sir, was the beginning of the end of a civil society. Somehow the government believed the man was the problem, not the solution. I could go on forever, but you have a show to get to. I just thought this related to our problems uh, in our black families. Even though I am white, it happened to a lot of people that happened to grow up in the projects. Your longtime listener, Bud. Isn't that something? That is something. Put the man Into the house to look for, under the bed, check the closets, look at the basement. Well, this is not necessarily unrelated. Okay. You can hand those to me. I can put them back there. <laughs> Come on, lefty. I can do it. Oh, we're, no, we're not no. supposed to. Oh, okay. To, no, gotcha. Yeah, don't, yep. don't, don't bring This is up. not necessarily unrelated. While driving down 494 in Bloomington last Thursday, I came up behind an MTC bus that was a rolling billboard for Planned Parenthood. While I have no problem with them advertising, I thought their message a bit troublesome. It called out the Planned Par- it called out that Planned Parenthood was in the business of treating your socially transmitted diseases, and their method of delivering this message was a giant condom on the side of the bus. Oh, I'm no prude, but I do have an issue with the Met Council finding a giant condom rolling down the road acceptable. I got a good chuckle out of it, and I had a cartoon bubble containing the conversation in Rookies in Reaver's minivan with yes, his kids asking, exactly. what oh. is an STD, and what is that thing on the side of the bus that looks like a rotted orange? <laughs> oh, my God, that's It's brilliant. the new SpaceX rocket from uh, Virgin <laughs> well, Airlines. Well, didn't we all, we all turned into prudes when we had kids, didn't we? Yeah. And then those kids they, they reached legal age, and then we turned back into the dirty old men yes. we were and before. And he said, hope the pictures tell the story. They did. 
kid. Good luck always pushing back Stu. That's how I am with TV when my kid was young. It's like, oh, you have to put this crap what on the, the air. What this? the world? Well, and here's what's interesting because I am starting to have to you know, kind of oh, govern of that right now. Of my course. kids are seven and four. But yeah. what's neat is most of the stuff that we watch is on demand. So I can oh. zip through spots. But if I'm watching, let's say, but, the college basketball tournament yesterday and the, an ad for Cialis or whatever comes on, then he's like, well, what's that? But same like Suchi. Now you only get those on golf. And football. <laughs> yeah. You don't get them for college but basketball. But just like Suits just mentioned, what are you going to do when, oh, you, when you roll up next to a giant condom van? What is that thing? <laughs> it's, it's a balloon, buddy. It's for a birthday party. Yeah, they're having a birthday celebration. <laughs> it's but, a wiener dog balloon. <laughs> yeah, get yeah, it? Yeah, get yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But that's also happened in, uh, in movies that I've watched with the kids when they were younger. And there might be a scene of a PG-13 movie where it's a little risque. Well, that usually doesn't happen in real life. And the kids are like, Dad, you don't have to explain everything. We know what's going We're on good. here. Right, were, they, to say, uh, were they like that? They must be wrestling, not, uh, <laughs> I was, not uh, I was, having premarital sex. I was super outraged for about 15 years. And now I'm not anymore because he's 19. And, you know, <laughs> well, that reminds me of the story where uh, Mother... Uh, the mother uh, it takes her uh, her uh, illicit fellow into the okay. house. Oh boy! And not knowing that her nine year old son was at home. Okay. And he stumbles upon this scene and hides in the closet. Oh! At that point, the mother with this illicit fellow, she uh, hears her husband arrive. Oh! So she tells her boyfriend. Quick, get in the closet. Oh, in the closet here. Guy gets in the closet and he hears a kid say, "Pretty dark in here, isn't it?" And the guy said, "Yes, it is." And the uh, the kid says, uh, "I got a golf ball. Do you want to buy it?" And the uh, the guy says, "How much?" The kid says, two hundred and fifty bucks." And my dad's outside. Okay, here's two hundred and fifty bucks for the golf ball. Yeah. They survived that occasion, and a few weeks later, the same guy's over at the house. Imagine that. And. Uh, she didn't know her son was at home, and once again, he hides in the closet. Right in the closet. Once again, the husband gets home. Huh. She sends her lover into the closet, and he hears a voice say, pretty dark in here, isn't it? <laughs> Kid says, uh, I got a sand wedge. Mm-hmm. Guy says, how much you want for it? He says, 750 bucks. He says, sold. Okay. His father uh, says one day, grab your golf ball and your sand wedge. We're going to go out in the backyard. And we're going to practice our short game. Like any father or son sure, would Sure, practice attempt. our short game. And uh, the kids said, I can't. I sold the golf ball in, in, the, in, the, in the sandwich. And the dad said, well, how much you get for it? He said, $1,000. Wow. The old man said, you can't do that to your friends. That's dreadful. You're going to confession right now. I'm hauling you, you to church. Yep. I'm hauling you to church. You need to repent for behaving like yes, that with your of friends. Course. Naughty kid. Kid gets dragged along to church. He goes in the confessional and he says, Pretty dark in here. <laughs> Priest says, Knock that crap off. You're in my closet now. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, you have to laugh. What are you, you going to do? I've outwitted It's very myself. dark. Uh, very, it, dark it, very dark. Very dark. Say, <laughs> so, do you know America is finally uh, willing to admit that recycling doesn't necessarily work the way we thought it? was going to. We've had these issues around here, but this is a national story from the Free Foundation for Economic Education. Uh, Reduce, reuse, recycle. The moral virtue of recycling is rarely questioned in the U.S. It has been, and I'm buying it. I buy every bit of it. Oh, definitely. The moral virtue of recycling is rarely questioned in the U.S. It has been ingrained into the American psyche over several decades. On a recent trip to the Caribbean, my friend's wife exhibited nervous guilt while collecting empty soda, water, and beer bottles destined for the trash since our resort offered no recycling bins. I feel terrible throwing these into the garbage, she said, wearing a pained look. I didn't have to tell her, I didn't have the heart to tell her that there was a good chance the bottles she was recycling back in the U.S. were ending up just like the ones in the Caribbean <laughs> island we were visiting. As Discover Magazine pointed out a decade ago, recycling is tricky. A 2010 Columbia University study found that just 16.5% of the plastic collected by the New York Department of Sanitation was recyclable. This results in nearly half of the plastics collected being landfilled, the researchers concluded. Since then, it's only gotten worse. Over the weekend, and this article is dated 
March 21st of this year, just last uh, Thursday. Since that time, things have gotten worse. Over the weekend, the New York Times ran a story detailing how hundreds of cities across the country are abandoning recycling efforts. Philadelphia is burning half of its 1.5 million residents' recycling material. It's a long article. I'm not going to read the whole thing. That's a lot of... The reason is that China, perhaps the largest buyer of U.S. recyclables, stopped accepting them in 2018. Other countries, such as Thailand and India, have increased imports, but not in sufficient tonnage to alleviate the mounting costs cities are facing. We are in a crisis moment in the recycling movement, said Fiona Ma, the treasurer of California, told the New York Times. Cost is the key word. Like any activity or service, recycling is an economic activity. The dirty little, dirty little secret is that the benefits of recycling have been dubious for some time. Recycling is dysfunctional, said Mitch Hedlund, executive director of Recyclable Across America, told the New York Times. We've discussed this a number of times, and I've read a number of articles about this. China isn't accepting a lot of this plastic because it's tainted or not recyclable. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as aluminum and paper goes, we're still good, right? I've yeah. never seen anything about aluminum and paper. State law compels the stuff that I have picked up at my curb uh, is recyclable, is is recycled. Right. Yeah. Why haven't we figured out, with this movement being so grassroots and so green, why haven't we figured out a way to do it right here in America and somebody hasn't opened up a plant to be able to do this here rather than send it oh, to China. I, I think we have. Because it hasn't have. been, uh, it hasn't been as economically uh, compelling to do so. Well, that's what I'm saying. With the great minds we have, you would have, have thought to, there would have been a way. We have to pay a living wage. You know what I'm doing now, uh, and I, I was shamed into this by a listener, because uh, I was lamenting all of these plastic uh, bags that the newspapers come in, for example. Yeah. Oh, boy. The, re- recycling doesn't take those. But I was told by an emailer, most uh, you know, places like Kowalski's or Lund's or whatever, they have a receptacle for those. Yes. And they, and, but do you really think they're getting picked up and recycled? Uh, I can't verify it, but I would highly doubt that they are going through that full process. The ones that drive me crazy, Such, are the supermarket and convenience store plastic bags. Uh, I have yet to like meet... Like Super USA? I have yet to meet a female in this world that doesn't have a giant collection of plastic bags somewhere in their kitchen. Yes. They just save them and save them and save it. And I hate yeah, well, you know those what? things. I don't want to choke a whale. I don't want a dead whale to wash up in Thailand and they discover 48,000 pounds of plastic in its gut. How True. bad is it to just burn those things, toss them in the old burning Well, barrel. in Philly, they're burning half of their recyclables. Well, here's what I'm doing. Every time I get a new plastic sleeve now for the paper, it goes under the seat of my scooter. And when the scooter gets full of plastic, yep. I'll run them down to the store. I'll go on my crusade. I'll you, run them down to your, a grocery store. And they reuse them. Well, they claim they're getting recycled. They claim they have a recipient for them. But he's just giving himself a clear conscience. I was just going to say, yeah, he's, he's got a He's covering his own butt he, there. <laughs> but they hand these things out like they're getting paid to hand them out. If I go to the grocery store and buy one bag, one pound of coffee. Yeah, but turn the bag down. They, I do. Don't well, take the they bag. They rip them off and it's got. they have them in a bag before I can say, hey, wait a minute. Right. I don't take So them. are you the chief recycler in your household? Hell Yes. Um, does the wife ever play games with you like I do with my wife? Sometimes I'll put a pizza box in the recycling. Or, They're now recyclable. Uh, I know. That's why I put them in there. Yeah. Or I'll put like a cottage cheese or something that is recyclable <laughs> at the top of the trash and sh- just, to make, be, oh, just my, to make her pick it up. Is she recycler? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I go along with it. But I, I like to give her the needle and, and put things yeah. in the yeah. wrong place. <laughs> Meanwhile, my mom. Everything in the trash. Really? Not recycling at all. Well, again, I'm old enough to remember. Do you remember how the way people used to get rid of their trash? Yep. Incinerators. Incinerators. We had one on Juno. You no. burned it in your basement. No. no. Well, yeah, here in the city, out in the country, it's yeah, a big pile. Burning, burning pile. barrel. Yeah. Burn it's barrel. the burning barrel. Yeah. You just started it on fire. And, and you know yeah. what? Yeah. Ain't no whales choking to death back then. <laughs> no. no. Just the birds. Just birds. Just, just the neighbors. <laughs> the kids. And that, and that gray snow that would fall, you know? I and remember. Remember that too. And the other thing out in the country is we all those of us that live out in farms we we dig a hole 
and we fill it up in about twice a yep. year. We we burn it off, and, and eventually that hole becomes full, and we, we cover it up, and we dig another hole. Kenny, when we were kids on Grandpa's farm, yeah. we used to play in the burning pile. Absolutely. Once it, once it was cooled While off. While it was burning? No, once it was cooled well, off. No, the favorite I I stuff there. Burning. No. The favorite in the 80s, our, our hole we had, my old man would throw, he would throw empty spray paint cans oh, in yeah. there and oh, watch them wow. explode. And then we'd go take bets on how long it would be before they start blowing up. This is gray of red. This is hillbilly hijinks at its finest. I did see a lot of motorcycles over the weekend. We we can't wait. They're out. People running in their shorts. The motorcycles are out. The convertibles are out. If you're riding a bike, now is the time to get in touch with DennisKirk.com. They have more than 160,000 products in stock for you and your motorcycle. And it doesn't matter whether you ride a Harley, a Cruiser, a sport bike, a trike. They have it. And if you're in a hurry for something you need, place an order by 8 o'clock today and you'll get it tomorrow. Now, that might be hard to believe, but that's the way DennisKirk.com does business. DennisKirk.com. Order today and get it tomorrow. You can spend hours on that website, by the way. Very cool. DennisKirk.com. Order today and get it tomorrow. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. How y'all doing in your brackets? Not bad, actually. Not good, actually. When is this going to be over? Next, uh, well, it ends here. April April 8th, right in our own backyard, Kenny. You want to go? Oh, my God. Let's head over. That's another three weeks. Yes, it is. Get it over with. (laughs) You know what, though? I'm not a college basketball fan, but a good tournament game is a spectacle. It is. It's a good game. UCF and Duke, priceless game. That was a fun game. That was a lot of fun. All I know about... It proved there is no God. Right. (laughs) Twice at the end, the ball just sat there on the rim. And that would have won it for UCF. And Taco, you are eight... He's feet a clutch, tall. by the way. Could you just catch a ball and put it in the basket? He's a clutch. I, mean, I couldn't believe shut it. Up. Have you guys ever been in Vegas for Final Four? Hell, you want oh, s- every year, Kenny. That's where I love. Yeah, you to love be. to go there. You want to see some hearts broken, grown men oh. crying? Go to Vegas in a sports book for Final that. Four. That would be really sad. Yeah, it's worse than Super Bowl or any other event there is. Final Four, uh, the heartbreak in Vegas. Well, I think it's time that this is from the Guardian in the UK. I, I think this is overdue. Uh, there's an 80 year old crucifix that's been hanging in the city cha- uh, chambers of uh, of Montreal. Only 80 years. Yeah, and and but they're gonna they took it down. Okay. You can't. You shouldn't have that there. No. Uh, they took it down because the century old building is preparing for a renovation, and the city councilors have decided, well, we can't put that back up, so it's it's going to stay down. It's going to stay down. The crucifix's removal comes as Quebec struggles to balance its Catholic past with a decidedly secular present day. And in the midst of a debate in the province over the place of religious symbols such as the hijab in public. We were going to take the crucifix down during the renovation anyway. So we asked ourselves if we were going to put it back up. And we decided that we won't, said City Councilor Lawrence Levine Lalonde who oversees the city's democratic institutions. The context in which it was placed there no longer applies. Wow. Isn't that a telling statement? No more Christianity, huh? We need to reaffirm the secular character of the chamber. The Mm. reason, the context in which it was placed there no longer applies. You mean there was a time, maybe 80 years ago, when we feared a little something higher than us? (laughs) Now we're working for the devil. The city purchased the half-meter-sized depiction of Christ for 25 bucks. In 1937, it was put in place at the behest of alderman and fervent Catholic Joseph Emile de Bruyne to remind his colleagues of their allegiances to God as they went about their civic duties. Well, you can't do that. Heavens no. No, Take it down. Dreadful. Religious artifacts are not uncommon in public buildings in the province, which is home to the lion's share of Canada's Catholics and to myriad villages, towns, and cities named after saints. Saints. In Montreal, a 31-meter illuminated, illuminated crucifix sits atop Mount Royal, the tree-lined home to the city's soul. But since the early 60s, during a great modernizing push known as the Quiet Revolution, the Catholic Church, uh, the Catholic Church's influence over Quebecois has slackened. 
A more recent debate over the place and space given to religious minorities, seen by some as a threat to the hard-fought godlessness, has also prompted questions about the province's own very visible religious history. So uh, what else can I tell you here? We're taking it down, huh? So they're just they're not going to replace it with anything Mm-mm. with the new okay because people have been forced into Christianity in the last what ten fifteen years yeah, as a result of that crucifix being up. You know what I've noticed uh, throughout the last twenty years or so in this country where this has become the craze is private citizens are taking it upon themselves to put up their own cru- uh, sure. crosses in sure. on private property that abut the road, the freeway, whatever. So right. the word is still being spread, but it's being done on a private basis. Now, my question to you is, how far away are we from that being outlawed altogether? Oh, that's good. Where you can't even do it on your private I'm property. I'm offended by driving by the I was uh, on Winslow ni- Farm. Yeah, I was on 94, and I saw this crucifix, and I'm personally offended. Well, it's the Supreme Court uh, took up a case about a uh, the World War One cross at an intersection in Baltimore, and passerbys, passersby, have have said we can't have that there. I wow. can see it. It's it's hurtful to me. It's huh? hurtful. It's wow, it makes me uncomfortable. You're kidding. Wow. I don't, I'm unfamiliar. Yeah. Listen, wow. listen. Here's the sentence that's amazing. I, I'd like to parse it. I'd like to break it down. The context in which the the crucifix, the context in which it was placed there, no longer applies. Yeah, that, that. So what no longer applies is an allegiance to your faith. And I suspect what they're telling us is, well, we can't just have an allegiance to our faith. There are so many other faiths. But my point, my counter to that, and apparently nobody's pushing back, my counter to that would be, how can the context in which it was placed be irrelevant to anybody? It's not an irrelevant context. Right, you mean, you mean the, the... It's a symbol of uh, death and sacrifice, the, right. the crucifix. How, how is that irrelevant? I don't care if you're wearing a hijab or a sick sword or a... So you're saying they're doing it so they can, because it's just a certain kind, it's Christianity. I believe so. That's the only message I can take from this. See, the message I took away right away is there is no God. That's what I thought they were saying. Well... You know, it and used that, to be pretty Catholic up there. That religion is bunk, and you guys are wasting your time. That's, Even in Canada. That's the, the message I took away. Until recently, the same government refused to remove the crucifix from Quebec's National Assembly, where it has kept watch since 1936, a similar size to its Montreal cousin but colored gold. This particular crucifix was a historical object, said Quebec Immigration Minister Simon Jolin Barrett. Media types and academics have taken to calling this apparent double standard catholicite or catho-secularism. Soon after Montreal announced the removal of the crucifix, the Quebec Premier Francois Legault said he was open to doing the same thing in Quebec's National Assembly. Well, should he do so, it will likely be an even more fraught an exercise than in Montreal when La Presse columnist Rima El Khoury received many positive emails after she wrote in favor of the City Hall's crucifix's removal. She also received incredulous incredulous missives wondering why she wasn't worried about the effect of the crucifix's removal on people born here. Hmm. Mm -hmm. To which she responded... Religious symbols are really divided, uh, really divide the people in Quebec, El Khoury said. When I write about the issue, I get these emails from people accusing me of wanting to tell Quebecers what to do. People are more and more vocal in their racism. So this is racism Mm. now. Montreal's crucifix will be on display at a museum. (laughs) Isn't that fitting? A museum. It's going on display in a museum. This is how we used to be. Right. Montreal's crucifix will be on display in a museum area once the newly renovated city hall opens in 2022. It's going to be part of an exposition, not just hidden in a cabinet somewhere, said Levine Lalonde. There are no similar plans to remove the building-sized crucifix steering down from Mount Royal, however. Mount Royal. Weren't you folks in St. Paul facing this same situation with one of your public buildings downtown? It was a painting, right? Wasn't it a painting? That or was the... Um, what's the building with the statues in it that are just... City uh, Hall. Awe-inspiring. Oh, City Hall. 
Yeah, the uh, but they have, they were not religious in nature. Oh, okay. they were uh, they were a uh, 1930s Art Deco. Movement. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's it what showed it was. Uh, uh, baggage handlers and people carrying grain. Oh, right, and, because it was a black guy working right. at a train station. Right. It was automatically racist. Right, and it was, right, that was right, racist. Right. And uh, even though slavery didn't exist in St. Paul, that was those paintings were they <laughs> right. have to come Small down. Small oversight, because, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what it was. Well. We got no horse in that Canadian race, do we? No, I still would like it's to happening see. all over the world. Well, yeah, we do uh, because yeah. it's happened here, and yeah. I thought we led that race. We were on it before Canada, weren't we? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not real talk- sure either. Yeah, we're not talking about it, Lefty. No. In no. reference to something we can't right, talk exactly. about. Yes, exactly. <laughs> see my Twitter account. <laughs> Go to my Twitter or account. Or mine. No. I'll see you later. <laughs> G- G- I think it's GL- at GL Podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, or that account. But we're not talking about it. No, I don't think we should. Are you really leaving? <laughs> He's unplugged. He's walking out of here. We're done. The abbreviated version, folks. All right. Sorry, it happens sometimes. You know, it's quality, not quantity. And this was quality. Check out garagelogic.com. If you're looking for maybe some podcast that you haven't listened to, we've got a wonderful library. Speaking of libraries, you can check out what's on Joe's bookshelf in Author's Corner. There's a new one up there. There is a new one? All right. Well, check it out. It's garagelogic.com. More towels, latest. Oh, really? Yes. Some more towels? <laughs> Somebody wrote a book about some more towels? Check it out, garagelogic.com. Don't get me started. And Greg Holcomb's got some wonderful cartoons as well. And the Garage Logic Sister Podcast, Table Talk with the Bookies Family, has their brand new episode out this morning as well. Check it out on Podcast One or Apple iTunes. And rate us on Apple iTunes. Good, bad, or indifferent. We'll be back for more next time. Garage Logic Podcast version. Have you noticed the consolidation happening to commercial insurance agencies today? This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. The big just keep getting bigger, and you and your business continue to get passed around until you become a dreaded house account. You have been consolidated. All of this was done to you without your control. Get options and take control of your company's insurance program. Have the Canopy Group help you gain a commercial insurance strategy that makes your business more attractive to the insurance industry. The more insurance companies that we can get interested in your business, the more competitive your pricing will be. If your business is renewing in March, April, or May and is paying less than $80,000 in premium, don't accept being a house account. Get the attention you deserve with the Canopy Group. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389, 800-967-3389, The Canopy Group. The best lawn on the block is a click away, professionalturf.com. Let one of the professionalturf.com lawn care technicians stop out and analyze your lawn and then create a three- to five-step program that will keep your lawn free of weeds, crabgrass, and dandelions all season long. All you have to do? Water and mow. It's that simple. They're locally owned, professionalturf.com. They've been serving us here in the Twin Cities since 1982. Wow. The best lawn on the block? It's a click away, professionalturf.com.